Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Hi, Rory. Hey, Paul. It's great to be here, my friend. I'm glad you're here. We have another episode where you can give us some insight on coaching, mm-hmm. that this is what you do for a living. You bet. Right. And uh, love working with organizations. And today we're going to talk about a situation where uh, they were facing some challenges. And we're entitling this, How to Coach Someone to Communicate to Your Manager When Emotions Are Running High. Yeah. Ooh. So, yes, when people are really hot and then, you know, you don't want to go into your, it's just like, it's like asking your mom and dad for that Red Rider BB gun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You don't want to go in there when, when you know, when your mom has uh, washed your clothes and your favorite white shirt's now pink. Yeah. Because uh, she threw it in with the reds, you know, and you go in there and you're screaming at your mom and, well, by the way, I want this for Christmas. Nah, I'm not quite sure that's right. the best way to approach it. And the question I like to ask myself, and you've heard this before, is will this behavior give me what I want? Mm-hmm. And so uh, here about probably a, probably about seven years ago, I was working with a, uh, a group of managers and, um, you know, unfortunately, their community – uh, had, were victims of a tornado. And so tornado blew through town. Some of the employees actually lost their home, which was tragic. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, a tragic scenario. Uh, then, of course, then, you know, obviously every organization, every company, you know, when's the right time to open up? And uh, these managers felt like they opened up too too soon, mm. uh, that they came back to work too quickly. Okay. And, you know, I, I don't know what's the right day or hours or things like that, but we'll just say they, they came back too quickly. So when I was working with the, the middle managers on, you know, their coaching styles and coaching skills and all of that, uh, this issue came up and it just got explosive. It was almost like the tornado blew through the meeting. <laughs> it was like all tornado broke, blew, broke loose. And the issue was they were so angry that they were asked to come back so quickly after the tornado blew through their town. And, and they were mm. really hot. They were really, really okay. angry. And it's okay to be really angry. There's nothing wrong with that. But you don't want to go to your manager when you're trying to express what you want in that. And right. I, and so I, I said, well, what do you want from management? They go, well, we want to reevaluate our emergency response, our disp- disaster repair, uh, disaster recovery plan, because we came back too soon. I, I, you know, who's involved in the decision? How's the decision made? Um, who who should be communicated to? And when we did come back, I don't think we all needed to come back. There were some people okay. who lost their homes. They should have been given some you know privilege. If you if you've lost everything, you know, hey, take a few days to recover. Take a few days to get you know mm-hmm. things back. See if you can go through and and find those those precious heirlooms that you want. And so th- that was one of the keys they wanted is, is how, you know let's revisit that. And then the other thing is, too, they didn't feel like uh, the management team thanked them or cared about how quickly they brought them back. Okay. They didn't feel like, hey, we really appreciate you coming back early. We know some of you had challenges. And so that they didn't feel like the management team did that. But again, they were incredibly angry. So when you are angry and you're really upset and you're all you're all fired up, uh, not the best thing to go to the management team about that. Mm-hmm. And while I was working with the uh, the middle managers, I mean, it literally took – almost an hour to get them off of the ledge. Was this something that they had communicated to their upper management or just kind of resented it the whole time, carried it with them? 
Yeah, they carried it with them. And, mm. and I don't think they really knew how to communicate it. And so it was just something they kind of buried it. You know how it is at work. Yeah. Sometimes there's just some things you got to, you know, and they felt like this was one of those things they needed to suck it up and bury it. Okay. And and with the, the amount of anger that they had, the amount of resist, resistance they had or resentment they had, I said, this cannot be a secret. I don't know if I've told you one of my favorite stories. I was on a plane one day and I got diverted from Virginia to LaGuardia, then back to Kansas City. And I was like, you know, you got to go from Virginia to, to LaGuardia to back to Kansas City that same night. And I was incredibly angry over that. And, yeah. And so I got diverted. And when I got diverted to LaGuardia, they they upgraded me to first class, which doesn't always happen. I get in first class quite a bit, but not all the time. And and so I was up in first class. I'm sitting next to this, this gentleman. He's probably in his 80s. And I'd always wanted to talk to Irv Hockaday, who was the CEO of Hallmark Cards during his heyday. Uh-huh. So I sit down, and, and the plane takes off, and I start to relax. And and I look over, and I say, you know, what were you in New York for? He goes, oh, I was here for a board meeting. And I said, oh, okay. And I said, which which board? And he goes, I'm on the Estee Lauder board. So I'm going like, wow, this is you know got to be wow. a, a, one of the titans of you know of of capitalism in America. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a titan of capitalism. So I looked at him, and I said. You're Irv Hockaday, aren't you? A former CEO of Hallmark Cards. He goes, yes. And I oh, said, wow. and I'd always wanted to talk to him. And I was like, and I, at that moment, after having all that anger earlier in the night, being upset about my plane being canceled and diverted and all of this, yeah, the universe actually worked out to do exactly what I wanted to do. And I said, I want to talk to Irv Hockaday sometime in my life. And, and yeah. I had a whole host of questions I, I wanted to ask him. But one of the questions I asked him is I said, who is the best manager, the best CEO you ever saw? And he said, Malawi, who ran Ford Motor Company for a number of years. And I said, why was he so effective? And he said, one of the things that he did was he always had a statement that says we can't manage a secret. Okay. And and, and we've seen lots of organizations struggle with that. Uh, Enron, they couldn't manage that secret and actually brought them and Arthur Anderson down, mm-hmm. which was you know one of the major CPA firms in the country. Uh, so large organizations fail. Um, Volkswagen, when they tried to – you know, fake the admission standards, uh-huh. um, you know, it, with the damage it brought to that organization when they did that. So you can't manage the secret. You lose your reputation when you do that. And, and typically senior executives lose their jobs when those things happen. So when all of those things happen, you can't manage the secret. And so I told this management team, I said, you can't keep this as a secret. You can't manage this secret. You're yeah. upset. You're angry. You want some help. You want to be recognized. We've got to talk about this. But I said, right now, we can't, we can't resolve it. I said, you know, who's going to be the spokespeople in the group? Okay. And there was like six or seven people. I said, who's going to be the spokespeople? So they picked a couple of people. I said, okay, I want everybody to kind of sleep on it tonight. Everybody relax. We'll talk tomorrow and get a game plan for what's going on. Mm. So we did. And so then, uh, you know, the next day when I, when they came back, their emotions were much better. I mean, they were really upset the day before. I mean, to the point where they're almost uh, screaming in a, in a phone conference. It's like, good Lord. Uh, but now the next day, they were much more measured and, and, and much more precise. And I said, you know, what are you looking Maybe for? Maybe just venting to you was helpful, too. I think it was. And I think that, you know, and sometimes to vent to someone in a safe environment is a great thing. Yeah. And, and, and I'm good with it. I mean, uh-huh. I, you know, I, I clearly felt for the senior management team because, you know, they're facing a, a community that's got a major tornado damage going through. Mm-hmm. How do they deal with it? All of that process, all of that crisis. But, you know, how does the senior management team deal with the middle manager team? And the other side of the coin is, too, the middle management team didn't think the senior management team could recover from this, that the damage had been so severe oh, wow. that, you know, they would lose the trust and respect of their employees. And I said, no, I don't, I don't think that's the case. I mean, recovery sometimes can be more effective than, than proper service. Uh-huh. Just like when you've gone to a restaurant and they messed up your order, but then they go, oh, we'll do this, we'll do this, mm-hmm. we'll do this. Mm-hmm. And almost the recovery, the care for recovery can be more effective. And you go, you know what? They messed it up, but they fixed it, and they really cared in the process. Absolutely. 
And so I, I said, you know, this senior management team, this is not over. I mean, you know, this event just occurred. I mean, of course, this was seven years ago, but this event at that time it occurred. And I said, you know, if they come back and do the mea copus to the employees and say, you know what, I think we came back a little too early. I want to apologize to everybody. I also want to thank everybody for all the things they did for the organization. And you got to, you know, you got to understand we were doing a lot of things. We were diverted and I got my attention focused on the task rather than the people. And, and, and if they, if they do that, Mayacopa, and they did, uh-huh. and, and they went in front once of Once they knew about it? Or, right. Once yeah. they knew about it, they, they said, you know, actually, the, I talked to the CEO later, and she was incredibly um, hurt that there was that much angst. Oh. And, you know, I mean, she goes, I, 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 I just didn't believe that there would be that much angst and concern on it. But she goes, I had to respond to it, and so she did. Yeah. And I just think that's, that's remarkable. But, the first, but going back to the coaching aspect of the, of the equation is – you know, I said, you can't manage the secret. So you've got to be able to share this with senior management. So what do you, first thing I asked them from a coaching perspective is, what do you want? And they said, we want our disaster recovery process to be reevaluated. with how do we make that decision? Who comes back? How do they come back? Where do we make the decision? Uh, all the, you know, do we feel comfortable with this process? That's, that's one aspect. The other aspect is we want senior management to recognize that there are people that upset and address that and, and talk about it. And, and those were the two things. And I said, okay, then is there somebody in senior management that you're friends with that you can go to? And, and, I, and I said, okay, how do you want to approach them? They go, I don't know. And I said, okay, approach them like a friend. Mm-hmm. Approach them and say, Jack or Jim or Jill or whoever you're talking to, hey, have you, you know, what have you heard from folks regarding the tornado? Yeah. And you know, they may say, I'm hearing some people are upset. What are your thoughts? What's the process? What have you heard? And then, you know, and then I also prep them for the senior managers have been taught how to coach. Uh-huh. So they might ask you, uh, what have you heard? Should, yeah. You know, and I and then at that point you say, hey, I've got some folks that are pretty upset about how it was handled. Mm-hmm. Then let's, you know, then hopefully they're going to be kind enough to you're a friend with them. So they'll probably, uh, you know, listen and, and give you their thoughts. And then you can say again. This is what I'm hearing. Are you hearing the consistent things from other departments or other situations or what data have you gotten? So now that you know, you're in that data gathering phase mm-hmm. of the process, then once you get the data gathering phase of the process and you both agree, then you say, okay, can we go to senior management to see about, can we reevaluate the disaster recovery plan and communi- can we communicate with them what happened? And, you know, that was the essence of the coaching exercise is to do that. And, and it did. It worked out very, very well. So you had them. Really, what you had them do is vent. Mm-hmm. Then you had them cool down a little bit. Right, take some time to cool down there. Cool you, don't, down. you don't have to do everything right now. And then put together a plan to deal with it. Right, and then put together a plan of how to communicate it to senior management. Because mm-hmm. the other side of the coin is too, there were there were a couple people in the the middle manager range that were already delegated or or selected to be moved up later on. They're being groomed for other jobs. And I said, you know, I don't want to see you end your career right. on. On this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to see you end your career on getting angry about this or getting upset about this. I want you to be able to – here's the key. You know, you're going to move up higher in the ranks. Your middle manager is here, but you're going to go up to a more of a senior middle manager in the mm-hmm. later and still work between these folks and senior managers. You've still got to maintain the respect and admiration of the folks above you right. and the respect and admiration of bel- and below you. So you've got to be honest and transparent with both those folks. But in order to do that, you've got to communicate in an effective way, in a way that doesn't end your career. Because I said, I don't want if, – if had they gone to senior management in that very first meeting, 
it might have, in fact, been a career-ending move. Yeah, because they'd be too <laughs> mad about it, right? Yeah. I call that the CEO. And they wouldn't, have a, they wouldn't have thought through a plan, right? Right. Yeah. They'd just been hot and, and gone to him and said, you know, and, and I've seen managers do that. They go into a senior executive's office, slam the door, and say, by God, we got to clear the air. You know, people want folks who are calm and relaxed and, you know, communicate in a way that's business-like mm-hmm. and professional. You know, how do you respond in a crisis is really important. You know, if you've ever, if you've ever seen anything on fire, you don't want, you don't want a firefighter to go, oh my God, oh my God, right. you know, what do we do? What do we do? No, you want them to grab a hose, right? <laughs> bring it over and start putting the fire out. Right, right. Well, yeah. And you want them to have a plan on what mm-hmm. they do. And they're, they're the ones who should add the calm to it. Absolutely. Yeah. You, if you want to put water on this, you got to, you got to do that. And that was their approach. Uh, it went very well. The organization, you know, they all were able to sing Kumbaya later on. But those are the challenges that, that organizations face. And, you know, and the community had just gone through a very difficult time. It yeah. was a major tornado, major damage. It had been very stressful. Everything was stressful. Yeah. You know, when, you, when people's lives are turned upside down, what do you do? And the other thing they wanted to do was to make sure that we recognize the employees who had suffered serious damage and what can we do to help them get back on their feet. Uh-huh. So those are those are some tips on how to coach someone to communicate to your manager when emotions are running high. I'm sure emotions never run high in any other organization. No, no, no. I'm sure everybody. It's only natural disaster. Right. Yeah. But if for some reason, (laughs) somehow, (laughs) it happens. Yeah, it does. You know, you can have a natural disaster. You can have anything that may be. It could be a boss that, um, you know, I don't know, doesn't say hello to you. Sure. You know, I don't know what it could be, but things happen and stress happens and, it's okay to be angry, it sounds like, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. You, you, just, can't, you just have to handle it in the right way. Right. You can't deny that emotion. I mean, one of the most important things as a manager is is there's three levels of listening. The first level is to listen for information. The second level is to, um, you know, to 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 validate, uh, you know, to listen for information, to gather information, find out what's going on, to validate, the, to listen to their emotion, to find out what that is. And but the other side of the coin that's most important is not only listen to their, their emotion, but to validate their yeah. emotion. It's okay to be angry, mm-hmm. um, but it's not okay to be unprofessional and right. angry. Right. You know that's okay. I mean, you've got to. How do we get past that? And then to, you know, and sometimes you are the one that they use to vent to. Right. And if they vent to me, I'm completely good with that. Yeah, that's good. You know, that's and that's good. and I think that's that's the role that I play is helping organizations kind of take the air out of the equation. So. If someone wants to vent, sure. How do they get a hold of you? <laughs> well, if somebody wants to vent and get a hold of me, they can uh, reach out to my website, RoyRoland.com. That's R O R Y R O W L A N D, Roland.com. So, uh, RoyRoland.com, and I'd be happy to chat with them and help their organization or give a presentation on how to improve coaching skills in their organization. All right. Thank you, Rory. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Roland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production, produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRowland.com.